Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 It's time to salute your sports on KCOU 88.1 FM and KCOU.FM. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Salutes Your Sports. I am Matthew Terry, James Stanley producing. Chris Oshesky filling in for Chris Mitchell this week. We just took Chris and replaced him with another Chris. So, Chris O, thank you for joining us here no on this Wednesday edition. For those that don't know, Mizzou football took on the Kentucky Wildcats. This past weekend, we're just going to jump right into this because boy, are there some things that need to be said about how this team played in this game going into this game. Mizzou was favored at home against a 12th ranked six and one Kentucky Wildcats team. Mizzou should have won this game. And that's something that I've said a lot in this past year that Mizzou should have won a lot of games, but this one stings. This one stings the most out of any and out of all of them so far this year. For those that don't know, Mizzou was up 13-4 to on this Kentucky team that had trouble getting the ball in the end zone throughout the entire game. And in the final 5 minutes and 18 seconds, the following things happened. Kentucky took a 67-yard punt return for a touchdown to make it 14-9. Mizzou got an interception on a Kentucky drive that should have sealed the game. Then a bad third down play call led to Kentucky getting the ball back for the final minute and 30 seconds. And then Mizzou played the worst prevent prevent win defense that I have ever seen out of a team so far. Mizzou gets kind of screwed, but kind of not really with a pass interference call in the end zone against DeMarcus Acey as time should have expired, but it did not. And then... C.J. Conrad catching a two-yard pass from Terry Wilson to cap off an eight-play, 81-yard drive in a minute and 24 seconds. Kentucky wins 15-14. to 14. I'm going to break that down piece by piece as to why Mizzou ended up losing the way they did. First things first, the defense played well throughout the entire game aside from the last drive. This game is not on the defense. Any game where your defense holds any offense to 15 points with the talent Mizzou has on offense should be an automatic win for the Tigers. But it was not because of how furiously inept the Mizzou offense was in the second half. Think about how bad an offense can be without turning the ball over, and that's how bad Mizzou was. No first downs. Eight drives, no first downs in the second half for Mizzou. Mizzou got an interception with a minute to go. The game should have been over. Mizzou had a third and two. Kentucky had one timeout. Run the dang ball. Mizzou didn't do that. Mizzou ran a bootleg pass, a play that has not worked all season. We've seen it five times a game from Derek Dooley. Mizzou ran a bootleg pass on third and two that goes out of bounds. And that's the wrong decision for two reasons. One, because that play has not worked for Mizzou all year. Locke struggles out of the pocket. And they ran a play that designs to take Drew Locke out of the pocket. Secondly, there is no reason to not run the ball on that play. If you don't get the first down, at the very least, you cause Kentucky to take that final timeout, which came in crucial on their last drive. Instead, you stop the clock for Kentucky. 
You don't give the ball to Larry Rountree, who had gotten eight yards in the last two plays. Larry Rountree, who's been arguably the best player on this Missouri team. You don't also give the or on the offense specifically. Also, Demaria Crockett, who had 11 carries for 46 yards. That's at least four yards a carry when you need to and you throw the ball running one of your worst plays of all season. And then the defense has a chance to step up like they had been all game. The defense who had gotten a few sacks, including two on the last drive, gotten an interception on the drive before against a quarterback that had completed three passes in the game prior. And they let Terry Wilson of the Kentucky Wildcats Dime up this defense by running 10-yard under routes to all of his receivers, including Lynn Bowden, who got 13 catches and 166 yards in this game. And there's one play in particular that really sticks out to me. Kentucky has the ball at about Mizzou's 30-yard line with, I'll say, nine seconds left. And Mizzou decides to blitz six and put five on the goal line, leaving 20 to 30 yards of open space in the middle of the field. And since Kentucky is a smart team with a smart head coach, what they do is run a little dump off and Kentucky picks up 20 yards on that play, steps out of bounds. And now Kentucky's got a first and goal from the goal line. And yes, on the next play, that was not pass interference by DeMarcus Acey. That was not holding, but it doesn't matter because Mizzou should not have been in that situation to begin with. If you lose because of a ref call in a game where you have a 99% chance of winning, it's your own fault for letting the referee make that call. It's your own fault for not putting the game away prior. And that's a situation Mizzou has been in a lot this year, where they've just let themselves continue to make excuses for themselves because, oh, the referee did this, or we lost because of this. We lost because of this. Well, the one constant in all of this is that Mizzou keeps losing. They're 0-4 in conference. They should have won three of those games. It's unacceptable. And it's been five days, and Derek Dooley still hasn't been fired, and that blows my mind. And I don't know why. I don't know why Odom is sticking his neck out for him, saying he would have ran the same play, because that was a stupid play. That was the worst play call the Tigers could have made in that situation, other than Drew Locke literally running into the back of his own end zone. There's something unlocked there, because if you're a smart quarterback... You don't throw that pass. You lay down on the field. At the least, make Kentucky use that timeout. Because Mizzou sacked Terry Wilson twice on the last drive. The second time, Kentucky had to call a timeout with 30 seconds left when most of their players are downfield. If they don't have that timeout, that runs another 10 seconds, 10, 15 seconds off the clock. And Kentucky probably doesn't march down the field for the next 50 yards and win that game. This was pathetic. A terrible, terrible loss for a Tigers team, which should have been their first ranked win, their first big win under Barry Odom. And they could not put it away because of so many inept decisions from this staff. And I try to give the coaching staff the benefit of the doubt most of the time because there are times when you just can't do anything, when things just don't go your way. But for a game like this, this isn't something that just didn't go your way. This is a game where Mizzou snatched defeat from the jaws of victory, and it was entirely this team's fault and this coaching staff's fault. And that's what I have to say about the Mizzou-Kentucky game. James, I really thank you for uh, refraining uh, playing sound bites, except for the one. I did play the one. I thought it was relevant, though. It it did. It was. (laughs) 
And there's the stupid grin on the face of James Stanley. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, boys. Now that I've got that out of my system, how has your holiday been so far? My question is... All right. How the hell is Albert Okawebenam like a top three T prospect in this draft? Because there are no good tight ends in the NFL. Or I, <laughs> there are a few good tight ends in the NFL and even fewer in college. He had two receptions in the Kentucky game. Kentucky's defense is also like the second ranked scoring defense in the country. Still. Two. Two. That's insane. Yeah. Especially for your, basically your number two receiver. Yeah. Number one with Emmanuel Hall not playing. Yeah. that You can make a case for Jalen Knox being the one, but Albert O is probably the most reliable target without Emmanuel Hall. Better than Jonathan Johnson. Who led the team in catches this game. Yikes. 71 yards, four catches. Johnson's not the scapegoat this game. They actually utilized Johnson well in the first half by getting him out in space, by just running drag routes with him and not not forcing him to be this super receiver that can catch anything across the middle, but just let him run drag routes and let him make men miss. That's how Jonathan Johnson works. So, just this game was so frustrating on so many levels because it seemed like Mizzou was rolling. And they were up 14-3 to at the end of the first half. Another thing I noticed is that about it was about the second, third quarter, I believe, where Drew tried to start going to Jalen Knox on some of these deep passes that we haven't really seen much of this year. He made a name for himself throwing these beautiful deep balls to Emmanuel Hall last year, but without well, Hall. And also Albert O. Yeah. Uh, uh, Banam and Hall last year were combined for, what was it, three of the top longest passes in NCAA for the season? Something, something like that. Yeah, something crazy like that. But Drew tried to Jalen Knox on about two or three deep passes, and he was just missing them once or twice. And I just had a feeling that if you kept trying it, because Knox kept beating his man, whoever was lined up across from him, if you just kept at it, one of those was going to work, and it was going to be the big play needed to propel Mizzou to victory. But after it didn't work for about the second time, they just stopped trying. And it was nothing but short passes, nothing but bootlegs, nothing but sweeps and screens, and all these terrible offensive plays that we saw in 2015 when Mizzou had a historically awful offense, at least in the SEC. This game on me is from the play calling perspective. That's what the Alabama game was, too. Alabama, there's an excuse, though. Yeah, but, but Alabama. Yeah, but Missouri was into the game until some of the play calls started not making any sense. Yeah. I mean, regardless Alabama was going to win that game, but to but to watch the play calling just give up after the first quarter. It's like I said, is Derek Dooley sitting on the sideline with the with the magic eight ball and shaking it and looking into it and says, "Oh, we'll just try that, you know, try that play again." Complete randomness. All you needed was 2 yards. Why don't you run the ball? Just run the ball, and the game's over, and Mizzou has a top 25 win, and Mizzou has the biggest win under Barry Run Adam. the dang ball. Exactly, James. Run the ball. Run the dang ball. It's all we ask. Yes, I get relying on your star player to make the biggest play of the game, but when your star player is taken completely out of his element in a situation where he's not comfortable outside of the pocket, 
and you're relying him to make on that play. And also, let's talk about how that play goes to the sideline. When Kentucky needed to stop, would have needed to stop the clock anyways, and they run a play which would have basically taken Mizzou out of bounds and stopped the clock for Kentucky. Even if you are going to pass, it's a terrible passing decision to make. It was a terrible play design. It was a terrible play call. They said it worked in practice. I don't care if it worked in practice. If you're a smart enough coach, you know on third and two, when you're up by nine with a minute 20, I'm sorry, when you're up by five with a minute 20 left and the other team has one timeout, don't overthink it. Just run the ball. Run the dang ball. (sighs) Missouri did not have a pass go for more than 10 yards in the second half. They didn't have a first down in the second half. Yeah, trying to think, when's the last time that happened? I have no idea. I I think, you know, one of the other times was that Missouri did not get a first down until the fourth quarter Mm -hmm. against KU in 1960. That Uh, was the year they should have won the national championship and KU came in and beat them the last game of the year. Did not get a first down until the fourth quarter. It's not good. That's that's just where this game sticks. I looked at the, the drive chart for this game. And Mizzou, in the second half, out of their eight three and outs, Four of them went at least eight yards. Yeah, four of them went at least eight yards. So that means four times they got within two yards of the line of scrimmage. And so is that okay? Not. So it's eight total. I'm about. I was about to. So it's not like there's an eight yard play. No, four. It was, so four it, it times was, it was eight net then. Yes, eight net yards at least. So they got within fourth and one, fourth and two, and I don't remember all those situations off the top of my head, but. At some point, you gotta just you gotta just play that hard nosed football. The passing game's fun, and the passing game's what light up the score sheets of what made Drew Locke and Mizzou famous last year. But at some point, you just gotta put your nose down and take the big bruising Larry Roundtree and run him up the middle. Well, and especially when you have such talent in Roundtree and Crockett. Yeah. Why are they not being utilized? This is what I'm talking about. Well, I mean, this whole thing's been on play calling. Play calling doesn't make any sense. No, not at all. Yeah, and when. The passing game and the receiving core for Mizzou were bad last year, two years ago. It was the running game that kept the offense going. Yeah. So why why now, when they actually have a good, good, not great, Mm -hmm. passing game, why do you just leave the running game by the wayside? It's not like the passing game is so good and so dominant that you can afford to do that. Yeah, Drew Locke in this game, 15 for 27, 165 yards. Not a good day for Drew Locke. I mean, if you're gonna run, if you're gonna run the passing game, fire Odom, get Cliff Kingsbury in here, start running the air raid. Yeah. How about uh Les Miles? No. No. Why am I the no. only person who wants Les Miles to come to Mizzou? Yes. Frofield needs its grass. <laughs> Frofield is turf. Did you not know that Les Miles eats part of every field that he plays on? Oh my goodness! Did, did, did you not know? Did you not know that was a thing? I actually, so I honestly he did. will eat. I might have heard that before. Carnosogenic rubber. Same. Yeah. You know the fresh. Goodness. Uh, it sounds like we've been ranting about this Mizzou game for a lot because there's good reason to. But the most frustrating part of it is that the Tigers did the one thing they needed to do in order to beat Kentucky, and they still didn't win. They contained Benny Snell. Benny Snell had 19 carries for 67 yards. 
That's only three and a half yards per carry, and most of those carries came off two rather big runs. Benny Snell was bottled up for the majority of this game, and they let Kentucky beat them using the weakest part of Kentucky's entire team, which was their passing game. Well, and then Kentucky also did something that's never been done before, and that's... (coughs) Cough. And that's... (coughs) Again. Apologies, uh, producer James Stanley, but under the weather for this. Sorry, for I'm, this cho- show. I'm, I'm choking just like Mizzou did on uh, on Saturday. Huzzah! Uh, no, they but they they did something that's 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 not been done before, and that's when the team that is unranked at home versus a team that's ranked in the top twelve is picked as the underdog. The home team has always won that game. Yeah, that's pathetic. And of course, Mizzou didn't win. Six and zero. Now the record's six and one, thanks to Mizzou. Just, just a frustrating game. Fire Odom, fire Dooley, clean house in the offensive coaching staff. I don't care. Rehire Gary Pinkle. Have the man has cancer. He doesn't need the stress. He's in remission now. Yeah, he's he's almost completely healthy. Bring it back. I mean, do you real? The entire fan base is stressing out as much. What do you think it is for the coaches? We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're still just going to keep talking about Mizzou football. We're going to do a short Mizzou basketball preview towards the middle of the show because the season does start up on Tuesday, despite already being without their best player. But what's not coming on this uh, next week, what's actually coming up today or this weekend as well is a KCOU birthday bash. KCOU celebrating our 45th birthday this year with great pizza and great music. On Halloween, which is today, from 6 to 9 p.m., go buy a slice of pizza tree and support KCOU. On November 3rd, this weekend at Rose Music Hall, we're hosting some of Columbia's best artists, including It's Me, Ross, The Sweaters, Sissy Paycheck, Jay Wood, and our very own Cousin Trent. Come out to celebrate our big 4-5 on November 3rd. Doors at 6, show at 7. Sponsored by Blue Note, Pizza Tree, and One-to-One Print Shop. You're listening to Salute Your Sports here on KCOU 88.1 FM. Be right back, folks. Come celebrate KCOU's birthday at KCOU's 45th Birthday Bash, November 3rd at Rose Music Hall. Featuring performances by Sissy Paycheck, It's Me Ross, The Sweaters, Cousin Trent, and Jay Wood. Doors are at 6, and the show starts at 7 p.m. Saturday in Columbia is KCOU Sports Saturday. Tune in right here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia for all-day sports talk starting at 9 a.m. Cap off your Sports Saturday with coverage of Mizzou football from the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Don't just Saturday, KCOU Sports Saturday. Ball don't lie. <laughs> Straight up, give it to us. Ball don't lie and neither do we. Catch Ball don't lie every Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. on KCOU 88.1. With me, Anthony Dean. Derek McKinney. And Connor McCann. Uh, Wallace picks up two quick technicals. Ball don't lie. That ball don't lie.
Want to enjoy some of the best music and best pizza Columbia has to offer while also contributing to a great cause? On Halloween night from 6 to 9 p.m., Peachtree will be donating $1 for every slice sold to KCOU 88.1 FM, the student radio station at Mizzou. With music provided by Cousin Trent and DJ Scales, Peachtree is the place to be from 6 to 9 p.m. on Halloween night. Thank you, Peachtree, for supporting KCOU 88.1 FM, Columbia. from his slab began to rise and suddenly to my surprise he did the, mash. He did the monster match hello everybody welcome back to kcou salute your sports i am matthew terry james stanley chris oshesky filling in for chris mitchell chris mitchell does have a message for the listeners uh he says quote read my column and Derek dooley is a fraud and that's all Mr. Chris Mitchell has to say. For this show, Mizzou this weekend is taking a trip to the swamp. Ben Hill Griffith Stadium to take on the 11th-ranked Florida Gators. I mean, when's the last time anything went wrong for Mizzou when facing a top-15 team in the country? I can't remember anything. Right, guys? Right? Right. Nope. Florida favored by 5.5 in this game. Uh, <laughs> what? Only Why? 5.5. Why? Half. Only <laughs> Five and a half. Florida favored by five and a half in this what? game. You seem stunned, producer James Stanley. I Only. mean, I was shocked that I shocked that, that five and a half. What, what is what is Vegas expecting Mizzou to do? Win? It's not what Vegas expects. It's what the people expect. It's what everyone's. The people have obviously not been watching Mizzou football. <laughs> Anyways, Florida's 11th ranked in the country, 6-2, and two, led by Felipe Franks, the quarterback who's had a resurgence under new head coach Dan Mullen. Yeah, that's going to be like for Mizzou going into the swamp on Saturday. Psycho. Yes. So based on, a, on your reactions to the line, uh, you two do not think the most of Mizzou in this game. Woof. No. Right, they, they, they're not gonna, they're not gonna cover that spread. Not gonna cover the five and a half spread. I find no. your lack of faith disturbing. James, you have the most lack of faith out of anyone. <laughs> <laughs> also, speaking of betting lines, what's up? Over under is fifty eight. Oh, I'm hitting the under on that. So hard. yeah, the under is the obvious choice here. Is they're, this is? They're not gonna score. These two teams aren't gonna score fifty eight points. No, because Florida's offense isn't. Great. It's it's decent. This is a team that averages about 32 points per game, giving up 19 points a game. And Kentucky gave up about 14 going into the Mizzou game. Mizzou scored 14. So I'm I'm looking at this game, and I'm hoping Mizzou can pull off an amazing upset. But I am not. I have no faith in this Missouri Tiger team. That is an abysmal 0 and 4 in the SEC so far this year. I have no faith in the coaching staff. Yeah, that's no. This team has a lot of talent. It does. It's such a waste. What the a players, waste. The team might win in spite of the coaching staff. 
So I don't I don't think going into the swamp is a completely lost cause. Are you I mean, sure about that? <laughs> See, you just newbie to the show, you just gotta learn to work through it. Just gotta learn to work through James just throwing sound bites in your face while you're trying to talk. <laughs> the money line is now two forty. As of one fifty ish. This afternoon. Yeah. That's about where I expected it to be. Yeah, same. Uh, ESPN's matchup predictor has Florida as about a 70% chance of winning this game, which I agree with because if Mizzou plays up to their potential, which they haven't at all this season, except for when they played Memphis and maybe Purdue, I guess, even then the defense didn't really play that well. Mizzou has shown they can be a top team in the country. They have the talent to be. Yeah, if, they're, is, if they're in the American Conference. There's a dearth of offensive talent on this team. Hey, if, if Mizzou joins the American we Conference, UCF. Then, then they can get a championship ring. Thank you, James. But in all seriousness, Mizzou has talent on this team. A lot of offensive talent. And they have enough defensive talent to be average, if not mediocre. And in college football, that's pretty much all you need is a good offense and a mediocre defense. And you should be able to win eight or nine games. But if Mizzou needs to win out to hit eight, and it's looking ever more likely that they're just going to hit that 7-5 mark they met last year, except in much more disappointing fashion. This should have been a 9 or 10 win team. This really should have been. Right now, this Mizzou team should be 7-1. and one. They should have a w- The Georgia game is a toss-up. But if a few more things go Mizzou's way, like we've been saying all year, Mizzou beats Georgia. Mizzou should have been South Carolina. Mizzou should have been Kentucky. But that's too many should-haves. And at some point, when do, you, when do you start to realize maybe it's us that we keep losing these close games? Because a 4-4 four and four team that should have seven and wins has something wrong within the team. Coaching staff. <laughs> and Barry Odom has yet to win a game. <laughs> A game against a top twenty-five team. Yeah. When do you when do you say enough is enough? Not right now. Until twenty twenty one when his contract runs out. You know they have him locked up it, until twenty twenty one. What's his buyout? A pack of Skittles. I don't know. It's Halloween. I think, I think Barry survives the year unless they lose out. Unless they unless they finish with a losing record, mm-hmm. I think Barry survives the year. Chris, what do you think? Do you think he'll get fired at the end of the year no matter what now? I, if it were me, I'd have fired him after the Oh, yeah, but that's, it's but, also, but, that's, but that's your opinion. Do you think he'll really get fired at the end of the year? No, but he should be. He should be. It's also, if they lose out, he'll get fired. No it would doubt. also be a really tough sell to, your, to other coaches if you fire a Mizzou guy after two straight seven-win seasons. And after just three years. They and that's hit. a tough sell to other teams. Mizzou would have an outrageously short lease that I don't think they should Telling have. you, I'm on the uh, Les Miles and Kelly Bryant ticket for next year. That's what I'm voting for this uh, this next Tuesday. I think I think next year Odom will still be the quarterback, and I don't or Odom will be the head coach. They're going to drag Odom out there. <laughs> Someone else talk. Player manager. Button college football. Who's who's for it? Um uh, get, get, get Drew Locke to, to come back as a fifty year senior. Make make him the head coach too. Why hey, not? Drew, Drew Locke can make better play calls by himself than what this No he couldn't, because if he could he would have. 
He would have called. Drew should have called an audible at the end of that game. Good point. Touche. Ugh. 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 Just so many sad things about this team. I think Mizzou has a chance. It's not a good one, but they have a chance. A dumb and dumber level chance of beating Florida. Because. <laughs> I've. I'd say 25%. I think the ESPN yeah. is If the pretty, defense can make some plays like the they point. were if the defense can make some plays like they were making against Kentucky. Getting pressure saw a big game from Chris Turner, a really good game from DeMarcus Acey aside from one play. Well, and on top of that, Florida's also coming off a really tough loss. They basically lost the SEC East at this point. That's yeah. true. Two Lizina two Georgia. conference losses not going to help with a uh, with the way Georgia and Kentucky are playing. Who are playing this weekend? That's, that's one heck of that's, a game. That's basically like a round of 16 game for the CFP. Can, yeah. can someone t- please tell me? Georgia, that Kentucky. That, Atlanta, baby. Might happen. Can, can you, Mizzou's can, just keeping Catalina alive. Can someone please tell me that that's, uh, that's where college game day is going to be at? Yes, it is. Yes. Okay. Thank goodness. At least somebody gets a properly recognized college game day. Are, are you just having a rant about college game day now? Yeah, my area of grievance is at 5, 4.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, final score predictions for this game, Tigers in Gainesville. What do you got, boys? 28-16 Florida. Uh, let's go 45-13. 40, you think Florida scored 45 points? Yeah. All right. I think, I think Mizzou is... Alabama didn't even score 45 points against Mizzou. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I don't think the defense is that bad. I don't know what this team's going to be playing for at this point, though. Okay. Well, I, I, mean, I mean, they're still if, trying to upset a top 11 team. If you, don't, if you don't know what Mizzou is playing for at this point. Mizzou had nothing to play for at the end of last season, and they still won six straight. Yeah. And even the team then... still likes Barry as a head coach, even if the fans don't. Yeah. The team will play at for the, Barry. At the very least, they'll play for Barry. Yeah, they will. Anyways, so, I think... So if they if they think his job is on the line, then I think twenty four thirteen Florida eleven point win is pretty much the same game as last week except Florida controls throughout and pulls away when Mizzou should have. I'm gonna take a break before we do that. BNB Bagel Profit Share coming up. Don't miss a special opportunity to support a local business and KCOU on Monday, November 12th. B&B Bagel and KCOU will be teaming up to do a profit-sharing event. 10% of all sales that day will go towards KCOU, so go and enjoy the best breakfast in Columbia and support your favorite radio station in Como on Monday, November 12th. Listening to Mizzou, or salute your sports folks, Mizzou basketball preview coming up. Stay tuned. November 16th and 17th at the Missouri Theater, the Missouri Contemporary Ballet launches into its 13th season with intersections featuring six unique works by five choreographers. With something for everyone, there are bound to be twists and turns in this diverse blend of creators. For ticket information, go to their website, MissouriContemporaryBallet.org, and click on the Events tab. This is your boy Rubik's and I got a message for all y'all out there. You can find yourself with nothing to do from noon to 2 on Monday. Tune into my show, The Lounge at Lunch with Danny Bing. We got the freshest music and the hottest takes only on KCOU 88.1 FM or KCOU.FM. 
The shocking statistics are that one in five people in Boone County lives in poverty. Even worse, approximately 250 Columbia children are homeless. The Heart of Missouri United Way fights for solutions to improve lives by supporting 33 local organizations that strengthen the health, education, basic needs, and financial stability of our community. Join the fight today and live united by making your gift at uwheartmo.org slash donate. KCOU would like to thank Shakespeare's Pizza for their support. Shakespeare's has three convenient locations at 225 South 9th Street, 3911 Peachtree Drive, and 3304 West Broadway, meaning wherever you are in Columbia, you are never far away from one of Columbia's most renowned restaurants. To check out their full menu, go to Shakespeare's.com. Thank you, Shakespeare's, for supporting Student Radio. Welcome back. Salute your sports here on a another fine Wednesday afternoon. I am Matthew Terry, James Stanley, Chris Oshusky filling in for Chris Mitchell today for Salute Your Sports. And luckily for all of us Mizzou fans, football will not be the only major sports played here at Mizzou at in Columbia. I am off today. My apologies. Mizzou basketball, men's basketball, starting up soon is basically what I'm getting at. And this is a men's basketball team that is already off to a bad start to a season that starts in a week. Can't be that good. And the Tigers losing Jonte Porter, star player, brother of former top basketball recruit Michael Porter. Basically Mizzou's second best player last year behind Cassius Robertson, out for the season with a torn ACL. Porter was expected to do pretty much everything for this Missouri Tigers team, whether that was create shots with his brilliant passing out of the post, whether that was defend the rim because he was the Tigers' best rim protector last year. Run the dang ball. Can't do that in basketball, James. But <laughs> Mizzou, I think it's they're not going to be as good as they were last year. They needed Jonte in order to do that. But I think it, all hope is not lost yet. I still think if everything goes right, this is a tournament team. You don't think so, James? Unless somebody steps up, then sure. I think someone will. That's a bold statement. No one thought Cassius Robertson would step up last year. Whether, like, whether it's going to be someone like Tillman, who's played well last year but was plagued by foul trouble. Whether it's someone like Torrance Watson, one of the new recruits for this year, or Mark Smith, who was given a a waiver of his tra- of his transfer year. So he gets to play immediately. Mizzou still has a lot of talent, especially in the backcourt on this team. So I think they're st- they can still be a tournament team. It's going to be close. They're going to be a bubble team. I don't think they'll make it, but I think they can. The little tiger that could? I think I can. I think I can. Sure, James. Maybe. 
if literally everything breaks right? Well, I mean, that's the, the that's what happened last year. Everything fell into place. Aside from MPJ. Well, that that's what I mean. With everything falling apart with MPJ mm-hmm. being gone at the beginning of the year, then Jonte Porter stepping up, Cassius Robertson stepping up. I think the big thing for this year for Mizzou is to see growth from the freshmen and the young players. If they can get growth from Tillman, who can turn into a reliable player. I mean, he was reliable last year. If Tillman can turn into the great player, the former five-star recruit that he was, it can set up a really well for next year with McKinney coming in and some of these other guys Mizzou are looking at. If he can stay out of foul trouble. And I think he will. Last year he got plagued a lot because he started to build up that reputation of someone that fouled a lot. So the referee started calling him for every little thing that he did. He can shake that reputation. He's going to be a top player in the SEC. And I mean, the SEC is a very good basketball conference. Yes. It's got Kentucky. It's got Alabama. Tennessee and Auburn are both going to be really good this year. Tennessee and Auburn, LSU, Mississippi State. I think Mizzou can be top half in the conference. I'm looking at Mizzou probably finish around 7th or 8th in the SEC this year. And that's what they did last year, I believe. Yeah, last year was enough to sneak into the tournament. It was a nine seed. They had some good wins. If they can pick up some quality wins at home, they can steal one game on the road. If they can play away from Mizzou Arena this year, which they could not do it all last year. That was the biggest flaw on that team is they were atrocious outside of Mizzou Arena. Lost pretty much every game they played that wasn't here in Columbia. If they can do that, I think the Tigers can surprise a few people this year. However, they're both they're playing both Auburn and Tennessee. On the road? Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Kentucky at home for the third straight year is going to be good. The fans will come out for that game. South Carolina on the road. A&M on the road. Arkansas on the road. Ole Miss on the road. Florida on the road. Mississippi State on the road, Georgia on the road. They can beat a few. They can win a few of those games. I think they can win a few of those games. Uh, Texas A&M, kind of a toss-up. Yeah, Mizzou's pretty much just a middle-of-the-road team, which, after what we saw in the Commander scenario, is very, I'm very fine with. Very happy with that. Yeah. We'll we'll take, I will take middle-of-the-road, 9-10 to seed, constantly getting knocked out of the first round for the next few years. Yeah. At least, at least for the time being, after watching eight wins in the 2016-17 season. Yeah. Not eight conference wins, eight. eight total wins. Total. That was terrible. All right, one of the worst times to be a Missouri basketball fan. Right when we were coming in as freshmen. Oh. That was a great time. Speaking of great times, got a very fun game show coming up next, or coming up next after this break. Or nah, but first... Mizzou football looks for their first SEC win this Saturday, November 3rd, as they travel to Gainesville. Taking on the number 13th-ranked Florida Gators Tiger pregame live, presented by El Rancho. We'll begin at 2 p.m. Central time. Kickoff is at 3 p.m. Central. KCOU 88.1 FM, the student voice of the Missouri Tigers, so we'll be broadcasting that game from Gainesville on Sports Saturday. Or not, coming up after the break, stay tuned, folks. You're listening to Salute Your Sports here on KCOU. Let KCOU cover all of your DJing needs. 
Whether it be a company or organization barbecue, a fraternity tailgate, or even a private party, KCOU's trained DJs help you develop the perfect playlist for your event. Contact Trent McRae for more details by emailing engineer at kcou.fm or by phone at 214-585-9344. That's 214-585-9344. And schedule one of our DJs for your event today. Want to support KCOU while having the best breakfast in Columbia? Now you can. All day on Monday, November 12th, B&B Bagel will be donating a portion of their profits to KCOU. Start your week off right with a great breakfast from B&B Bagel and support a great cause as well. Monday, November 12th at B&B Bagel. We'll see you there. Welcome back to Salute Your Sports. I'm Matthew Terry, James Stanley, Chris Ocheski filling in for Chris Mitchell. It's time for Salute Your Sports' favorite, favorite game show. It is time, ladies and gentlemen, for a special or now with Chris O filling in for Chris Mitchell. With producer James Stanley hosting this week. James, you told me you had a category that we would know nothing about, so let's so I'm excited. Oh, he's bringing out the piece of paper this week. Going old fashioned, not like usual laptops like we normally do. Take it away, James. So this is Mizzou wins on Halloween or not. Nah, Mizzou football wins. Interesting. Now to make this clear, every team they'll read off Mizzou has played 10 different teams on Halloween. Okay. I'm not telling you the record. Yeah. But it's not like I'm pulling out some you know random team that Mizzou's never played before. And be like, oh, I got gotcha. you. Like, no, these are all teams they've they played on on October thirty first. Are you just telling us the team, or are you going to tell us the year the game happened? I can, I can tell you both. All right. Who wants to go first? I'll go first since I'm the resident. All right, Matthew Terry. Yes, sir. Has Mizzou ever beat the University of Kansas on Halloween? Okay. I am going. I'm going to go with yes. Oh man, don't have the sound bites up. It's it, eh. no. <laughs> Give me a second. Normally you just play the wrong sound bite. Mm, there we go. There you go. No, they did play once, and it's only back in 1891. They played in Kansas City, and the KU Jayhawks, the lowercase K, came away victorious. Chris Oshevsky, you're up here at the bottom of the first. The Kansas State Wildcats. Has Mizzou ever beaten the Kansas Kansas State Wildcats on Halloween? Yes or nah? I'm going to go with nah. No, 1914. 13-3. Mizzou came away victorious over Kansas State at home. No score into the top of the second we go. Haskell Indians College. Matthew Terry, has Mizzou ever beaten Haskell's <laughs> Indians College, which is also located in Lawrence, Kansas? Jim Thorpe went there. Has Mizzou ever beaten them on Halloween? Yes or no? Nah? Um, I'll just go with no. Mizzou lost to them in 1903. I believe that they're division. Always bet on the inept, baby. I believe they're at least Division Two or Division Three now. They're not. They're not FCS. They might Good. be NAIA. What's the school name? Haskell 
Haskell? Yeah, uh, Jim Thorpe went there and it was right after Mizzou played there in 1903. Haskell beat them 12 to nothing. Yeah, they are. I think they're, yeah, I think they are in AIA. All right, so one to nothing. Oh, no, they're, they're not even a program anymore. They're not even, I know they still have their stadium. Last season, they revived it once. Their program ran from 1896 to 1938. They revived it from 1990 to 2014. Woof. How, Haskell's football program was referred to as the powerhouse of the West from the 1900s to the 1930s. Yeah, because they had Jim Thorpe on their team. Yeah. All right, so Anyways, one to nothing continue. to the bottom of the second. Chris Lashewski, has Mizzou ever beaten Oklahoma State on Halloween, yes or nah? I'm going to go with yes. They did play once, and that was in 1981, and Oklahoma State came away victorious 16-12. to 12. See, Oklahoma State's colors are orange and black, so they draw extra strength on Halloween. <laughs> That's how I knew that Mizzou would never win that game. Matthew Terry. What's up? Has Mizzou ever beaten Iowa State? On October 31st in their history, yes or nah? Nah. No, no, no. That's that that's James. not right. James, you fool. There we go. <laughs> Every week this happens, at least once. <laughs> no, 1925, Mizzou came victorious against Iowa State, although they have played Was it in Ames? No, that was here in Columbia. Okay, that makes sense. No one wins in Ames. And then, uh, well, no, Mizzou has chased Daniel went up there and beat him twice. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. No, they didn't. Mizzou beat Iowa State on the road every time with Chase Daniel. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. No one wins in Ames. I was there. They did not win that game. I'll I'll bet you $100 right now. No. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Gentlemen, I believe Terry is memeing at this point. That's exactly what I'm doing. Oh. How did you not pick up on me being an idiot? <laughs> I don't know. I thought I was going to make an easy hundred dollars. I had a big grin on my face the entire time. I I only saw half your face. It's like the calico. Oh cat. yeah, the the TV's in the way. Anyways, Chris Oshevsky, has Mizzou ever beaten Nebraska on October thirty first? No. Ding go. ding ding. Mizzou has played Nebraska the most times out of any team on Halloween. And three times they played, and Nebraska has been ranked in the top 12. 1936, Nebraska was ranked 11th. That was the very first year of the AP poll. 1964, Nebraska was ranked 5th. And in 1987, Nebraska was ranked 2nd. So talk about a nightmare for Mizzou. That's a nightmare on Stadium Boulevard. Nebraska too good. So we're tied up 1-1 into the top of the third. Uh, top of the fourth, I believe. Top of the fourth. We've got two more rounds. Matthew Terry, has Mizzou ever beaten Texas Tech on Halloween? Yes or nah? Yes. I'm sure you got the right one this time. Yes, that Thank is correct. You. They beat Texas Tech on the road in 1998. They upset them 28-26. to 26. Texas Tech was ranked 18th in the country. Was Bar- was Barry Odom on that team at that point? Wasn't he? What, the, wasn't he a, yes, what was the I team? So. What, what year? That was the, 98. The 98 Missouri Tigers? Uh, Yeah, he was on that team. So it looks yeah, like he does, have a, he does have a win against a top 10 opponent. Woof. Chris Oshesky. Has Mizzou ever beaten Colorado 
on October 31st, yes or no? Nah? Uh, I'm going to go with yes. Ding, ding. What's the score? Makes it two to one, and uh, we got one more round to go. Two to one who? Two to one, Chris. I have two, right? Oh, you have yeah, two, so we're tied be, two, two. Be two, two. Yeah. So I'm got, not making a fool of myself. We got two teams That's how you left. win, making a fool of yourself. That's how you win on the show. Actually, that was our uh, that was our final round. Oh. oh. So uh, we'll go to the tiebreaker question. All right. Out of those 10 different teams, mm -hmm. Mizzou has played those teams collectively 17 times. Okay. What is Mizzou's record on Halloween? Whoever gets the, uh, not record, who, how many wins does Mizzou have okay. on Halloween? Whoever gets closest number wins. I've got my guess. Should I go first? We'll let, we'll let, we'll let Chris go first. All right. Music makes it so much better. I'm going to go with six. Five. And the winner is... That's terrible. Matthew Terry with five. He got it right on the nose. I was going to guess six. <laughs> you price is right in me. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> I thought it would be under six. So when Chris said six, I just went five. Mizzou is I was five. I was going to go five. Mizzou is 5-12 and 12 on Halloween nights playing a, well, playing a team in college football. <laughs> Man, the medicine's really getting to me today. Oh, yeah. Well, luckily for you, James, we only have about five minutes left. We're going to keep it here for the last five minutes of the show. And we've just got one thing. We're not airing our grievances because that was pretty much the entire show up to this point. So we want to end things on a better note. This week, we're just going to go with the statement of the week. Let's wait for James to pull up the music. Gentlemen. It's time for the statement of the week. We're putting you on the spot, newbie Chris Oshesky. Start us off. Can someone please, for the love of God, win me NFC North? <laughs> Nobody wants to win this division. The Bears are on top with a 4-3 record. But as we all know, the Bears are also terrible. They've lucked into those four wins, and they've lucked into it again because they're playing the Bills this week. The Bills are just... They're going to throw out, what, Nathan Peterman out there again? Yep. Are they going to throw out Josh Allen in the, in the third quarter once they realize Peterman is terrible? Going to throw out Josh Allen to get slaughtered by Khalil Mack six times? Somebody, for the love of God, win this division. Aaron Rodgers, I don't care. Do your thing in the second half of the season. Just somebody win this division, please. I have to go with uh, Christmas music because, you know, tomorrow it's the start of Christmas. So statement of the week is that uh, Christmas music is going to get a little old pretty quickly. Christmas is coming earlier than ever this year. Really? Doesn't seem like that to me. For the holidays, they talk about like the holiday shopping's already begun. Yeah, I mean that it just every year gets a little bit closer as everyone tries to get a jump. What's the point then? Have a month and a half of Christmas. Christmas basically goes thing. it basically goes from October or November first through January first. I mean, we respect Thanksgiving on this show. So my Christmas 
doesn't begin until after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Same. I I like Thanksgiving. Thank you very much. Yeah, I do too. That's why I respect my Thanksgiving. I'm gonna have fun having a heart attack on Thanksgiving when the Saints play the Falcons. It's gonna when be the great. Saints go play the Falcons. Are you done, James? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. My statement of the week is for is to World Wrestling Entertainment because they're not doing some. They have not been doing good things lately. But I'm not going to talk about the bad things because I could go on and on all day about the bad things about WWE. I'm going to shout out the good things, specifically the good thing that happened with WWE this Sunday when WWE ran their first ever all-women's pay-per-view events called Evolution. The entire card was nothing but women's matches, and it was arguably the best show WWE's put on this year. Charlotte Flair, daughter of Ric Flair and Becky Lynch, had one of the best WWE matches I've seen this year. So I'm going to give praise to that side of WWE. And don't force me to go into the bad side because WWE has already used up all that goodwill they've earned from that show. And that is my statement of the week, that Evolution for WWE was a great show. Charlotte and Becky's last woman standing match was one of the best women's matches I've ever seen, if not the best. Got a few last things to say before we wrap up here. Sports Saturday. Don't forget every Saturday this fall is a KCOU Sports Saturday. Listen to your favorite KCOU sports shows every Saturday all day long. Catch No Hollow, Breaking the Plane, Mizzou football, basketball, more and more every Saturday. Because it's not just Saturday, it's KCOU Sports Saturday. And I also have to mention that y'all should stay up to date with the latest sports news on and off campus by following at KCOU Sports on Twitter and Instagram. KCOU Sports social media provides schedules for upcoming broadcasts, Sports Saturday information, links to the latest column from our talented staff like our very own Chris Mitchell, who wrote a fantastic column that got published on Saturday, and much more. Once again, that's at KCOU Sports on Twitter and Instagram for the latest happenings on the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. It's been another great edition of Salute Your Sports. Thank you, Chris, for filling in for other Chris on the show. Thank you, James, for coming in even when you're not feeling well and still doing a fantastic job producing. Thank you to everyone for listening to this show and sticking with me as I ranted for the Tigers for about 10 minutes to kick off the hour. We'll be back next Wednesday with another great edition. Chris Mitchell will probably be back. I don't know. I don't know what he does. But we will definitely be back on on Salute Your Sports next week. So stay tuned, folks. Got some more great KCAU content coming up after this. Thank you for listening. Have a great night.